0: so i said i'm not going to start a podcast anymore with hi guys but i still didn't know a perfect opener so happy holidays i hope you're doing well merry christmas and a prosperous 2022 well i am very much grateful for this year progress personally and also in my brand has been so amazing. Yeah. Really, really, really thank God and I'm very grateful for you listening to me right now. Thank you for trusting me. Thank you for trusting my brand. So this come through with something very nice. Thank you for sharing looking forward to responses from you do not forget to click on our website follow on our blog and this will definitely this is definitely the last podcast for the year 2021 and it's something i've not done before something special so you're very lucky to be here if you're listening Yeah. so Yes, I was making this podcast with a friend of mine due to this dance, so we are actually going to be doing the recording part, so I have him record his point of view, we'll be discussing the same thing, but I'll be attaching his recording his point of view, don't worry, he has a very good voice, so today we'll be doing a movie review for Euphoria, I don't know if I pronounced it well. Euphoria, yeah, I think so, yeah, I did. So for those who haven't, Euphoria is a very wonderful movie that explores the life of different teenagers. Season one was released in 2019 and we're so glad that season two will be premiered in January January night, You can get it on HBO Max. So, I watched I watched about three episodes in 2019 when it came out, but I wasn't able to finish it. But recently, I watched the season one, I rewatched and completed it, and I'm so glad I did because I learned a lot, basically, from the characters and the role they played in the movie, in the success of the movie, it's basically everything, everything is your is, definitely going through and i really love the movie because it's very much relatable and i'm so glad the characters were like the perfect fit for every role and emotions responsibilities that we all needed so this is very much like an intro (laughs) so let's just get the recording so let's see if i'm done Yes, that's the guest on my podcast. Hi, yeah. Donald.
1: Hi, NOS Harry K. Hello to everyone listening. Uh, my name is Donald, and I am a writer, a content creator, a movie enthusiast, amongst many others. Uh, for me, Euphoria became much more personal to me than any other tv show i have watched and rightly so i mean they discussed a variety of issues and you know torments that uh, individuals especially those in the gen z generation actually go through and you know in some ways or in many ways there are a lot of solutions as much as there are issues that were discussed there were solutions that were preferred in the series and i think that's what makes it an outstanding show however i would think that what really skyrocketed you know um, the reactions that the show got from the general public would be how perfect the casting was and how perfect the casting delivery was of each of their characters i mean the the casts were so so into their characters they embodied their characters that it was really difficult to tell what was acting anymore you know in my opinion that 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 is what makes uh, a really really perfect or nearly perfect show
0: to give a solid five star to the producer the producer director of let me just say sam levinson and drake and every other production crew that made it is the one in success to be very honest they really tried they made the movie seemingly perfect like Every scene, every act, every word, every action, from the wardrobe to the background effect to the song effect by labyrinth which transitioned every scene, I made mean, everything an impeccable job, man, thank you guys for really giving us that very wonderful piece. One thing I like about the movie is that it is very much relatable, and the whole production crew just made it very close to perfection the soundtrack by labyrinth was so amazing i don't know they match the eyes and lows of the scenes every eyes and lose of the song and even the performance we go at the end of the movie even sends across a message to us on what to even expect apart from what to expect though there's a long break between the production of season one and season two everything just made the feel real made it feel related it's not just like a normal movie it's just very okay and the movie effect the one that i even had to go watch the behind the scene was the part when Rue went for a party in episode one where she sniffed the whatever that she got from the other guy and she walked into the room you know They made it seem that she was really out of this world, where she was walking on the ceiling. That was a very beautiful portraying of what is... of what's going on in Rose's mind. I really liked the fact that they really portrayed, they really showed us the emotions. They really showed us the thoughts in the heads of our characters, the movie setting, the way Rose's room was, the moment where she was... um, depressed in the final season where she couldn't go to the toilet was in a room for days the transition of characters even behind when there's a background storytelling i mean it was i don't i don't know how you can watch (laughs) euphoria without getting without feeling lost in the movie really it's something with that when you start every wonderful work put put into it makes you keep staring at the screen to the very last minute to the extent that i allow the credits rule and i'm looking forward to um a talk with each character at the end of the movie that's very nice and then um, the storytelling by Rue, man that was so amazing and the fact that her mom did the storytelling in the final part just made it know it was just so beautifully done whoever must have thought of that concept did a very good job it was so amazing and also i got to i got to know based on research that the producers allowed the characters free react i mean that just gives it so much life that makes it feel so real you understand you know the space when, I, you know, it, it makes you feel like they're not just reading something of the book, or just pouring down something they scrammed or put in their head at last minute. You understand? It makes it feel so real. They give it life. They made it so emotional. You know, when you're giving, when you're giving them um, enough space to show off exactly the emotions, the way you feel with the words allow free flow of emotions and all that it made it really 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 nice and the part i got to know that um the yeah that the that the characters were allowed free acting was when jia Rue and the mom had the misunderstanding where okay she was looking for 40 dollars in her wallet she asked Gia, Gia said she wasn't with really the money, then she had Rue and Rue said she just took $40 and, you know, being the mother that has to do with so many issues, having a teenage that, there's in and out of using drugs and rehabilitation and all that, and then she took the money, The kind of the frustration to felt at that moment. The all oh, I got to know that that part was, they allowed free acting, they allowed each of the characters pour out exactly the emotions and how they feel, into acting, and it's just so, so amazing. The part that got me to tears when, when was when Jia asked the mom, also, like, "Are you happy?" When she sent Rue out of the house, you know, she's mentally unstable. She barely knows what she's doing. She's figuring things out in the very ash weather, and then you told her to you know leave your house. That that was so hurting. I I think I cried. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I really like the whole concept. Thanks to the production crew, Labyrinth, I really hope we get to see him in the second season. Everything was just five stars.
1: And the analysis of this entire series, Euphoria, would definitely and most certainly not be complete without giving credit to the production crew. Those involved in the production, directing, and you know, filming, editing of the entire show. I mean, I see a lot of people, you know, give credit to good TV shows and series and not, you know, credit those people that are behind the camera, you know, in front of the computer trying to make sure that the show, you know. Turns out good in the eyes of viewers and audience. So, starting with the the soundtrack for Euphoria, uh, it was majorly uh, done by Labyrinth, and I think that Labyrinth uh, was the best choice for this for this show and it would be such a shame if Labyrinth does not continue because without Labyrinth's superb soundtrack and you know his representation of certain scenes, I mean there was this one track where uh, it kept on you know being repeated and repeated and it was just too perfect i mean just so perfect like it fits into the entire show so well that you could almost uh say that you know he was probably part of the acting and everything because it was just so perfect and i'll i would take kudos to labyrinth for that because without labyrinth i don't think ivera would be this successful the soundtracks are so like they are doing well right now on on music platforms and it's just amazing it's just amazing uh, apart from the soundtrack we also have you know the effects of you know, the editing effects the the filming effect, the the transitioning from scene to scene the character representation you know I, I don't think all of this would have been would have come out as perfect as it did without the the effort of you know the crew and i even heard i heard that uh you know actors were allowed to to free act yeah to to um say words and you know act out actions that were not scripted you know just to make them feel comfortable and embody their characters and to me that that in my opinion that is just that's just really brilliant because what's what better way to to make a to make an actor own a character if if you're not allowing the actor to you know to involve scenes or to involve words and actions that have not been scripted that are originally the actor's ideas so i think that that would that would that would be what is responsible for the originality that we experience with euphoria i mean some people would say with euphoria it's it's almost impossible to tell what is acting and what is not you know to tell an actor from uh, the real life experiences that it seemed as though the actors were with just being themselves in the series and i think this is just because you know the directors and the scriptwriters allowed for free flow of acting to occur yeah uh i mean the storytelling also was was amazing it was superb superb kudos to the writers right they they were able they were able to bring such such an amazing story, such a such an such a thrilling story to life on screen. And not many writers can do that, you know. And I think that I, I'm I'm just imagining, you know, as a writer and a content creator, I'm just imagining how how difficult it must have been to write or to pen down some scenes. I mean uh, looking at the last scene, the very last scene of the movie, of the show, where we, where we saw Rue, you know, um, performing what seemed like a music video. You know, in reality, that music video was was just a representation of how Rue felt in her mind when she slipped back and you know relapsed on the drugs. she was clean for so long that uh that feeling that one feeling when she just had to slip back you know from so many hurts from so much heartbreak and having to lose what, what what would be her best friend and you know the love of her life in jules you know we we saw when jules had to leave her behind she or she had to stay behind despite bringing up the idea of she and Rose, you know um, just running away and running into the city to live their lives by themselves she had to back down on that plan and uh, yeah i think that she did that for several reasons but the only way she could or the only way she knew how to cope with what she was feeling at that point was to was to get high on drugs And so that feeling of highness, that feeling of euphoria that that was recorded in that scene, in that music video scene, was what was going on in her head, right? Imagine having to write down such a scene, how would you even go about it? So, I mean, kudos to the crew, everyone involved behind the scenes, you know, making sure that this show ended up as amazing as it did, yeah. If you have, if you are yet to see Euphoria, I'd suggest you do so before the second season comes out. If you think you have heard spoilers, trust me, you haven't. Because there is a whole lot to see, there is a whole lot to experience with the first season of the show. And, you know, people who have seen it are eagerly waiting and anticipating the second season. guys so about the character Cassie in my opinion she is a typical teenager who thinks they're already an adult and can handle the reward uh, she goes as far as milking out a relationship with McKay McKay being the college student who for some weird reasons sticks around you know uh, high school students and I mean, nobody in the entire series talks about how weird it is that McKay is still around these high school students, despite the wide, uh, maybe not so wide, but obvious and evident age range, difference in age range, yeah, but not to judge anyone, yeah, if we can learn something valuable from Cassie, it is to learn to run before dreaming to fly because i mean cassie represents a whole lot of naive young adults who want to do everything so fast without taking time out to think you know about the uh, consequences or the repercussions of their actions their words you know they just want to live life as a full-grown adult whereas they are anything but Right. in the end, uh, I think she learned. She learned from you know her own experiences, some really terrifying experiences. I remember her mother giving her some soft and subtle warnings not to get pregnant, and in the end, she ended up getting pregnant for McKay, and McKay decided he wasn't ready to be a father. And, I mean anything that that could have been expected right and we see since where her mom and her sister had to follow out the hospital to get an abortion for the for the child so i think we can learn that from cassie from the character cassie we can learn that you know it's okay to accept youth it's okay to be useful um it's okay to live your life as a young adult you know be reckless but then be cautious of your actions and of your decisions you know listen to you know people that are older people that have more experience in certain areas right and yeah don't get pregnant
0: so i'm going to agree with Now about um cassie being naive she and uh and also with karen that says she has an inferiority complex and um to be honest i like her I like uh character in the movie she's pretty she's soft and kind of dead, though maybe made a couple of mistakes due to the child trauma she had with the history of sexual abuse by having a daughter around who, you know, wanted to pull out and, you know, no child or even teenager should go through that and I I like the fact that yes, she represents the part of, you know, teenagers. I made a couple of mistakes when it comes to handling this boy attraction or guy's attraction. And you know, when you're becoming of age, you begin to get attracted to both good and bad people. But at the same time, you should, you need a guardian. Yeah, you need a guardian. So she represents that part of the teenage population or even youth, early youth. Pop-nish, population rather that could be misled if they're not careful and I feel so sad that she didn't lesson the other way you know I think in the first season when Mickey told Nate that he like her when her nudes were exposed I mean even if you want to send a nude please just don't put your face there so sad you no know, she got into a submissive relationship not even one a couple of submissive relationships because that was she felt that was what, that was what was right and you know she was she was sexualized a couple of times <laughs> excuse me i remember the time um daniel our ex-boyfriend was the the party that McHale told to daniel to go and daniel told that if any guy likes her. Uh, he that, that the, the guy was lying that he just wants sex with her so she got the ideology that she was mostly sexualized because of she's naive you know she's naive as an inferiority complex a child she had childhood trauma due to sexual molestation and whatever abuse and man it made her do some things that were not good and she made she learned a lesson the very hard way, you know, being in high school and your nose was exposed. I mean, that's very horrible. And also having to go through abortion even after a mother warned Really, I'm not going against you having sex, but please, you can get the smallest, easiest way of contraception to condoms. Really? And the fact that McKay said he doesn't want the baby and wasn't even there when she went through the process of abortion i mean no girl should have to go through that one. and that was because everyone really liked mickey i liked her relationship with mickey you know it was You even got to a point where it was there was a love triangle not even love triangle there was a triangle with mickey daniel and cassie and oh, daniel was just a reminder you know okay she was having a good life, a better life with Mickey because he taught her how to love in a similarly normal manner, where you don't have to sexualize things, where you can be heard, where your support is needed, where you are useful out of bed. And Daniel was just a reminder of the person she used to be before she met Mickey. It was such a lingering, um, lingering um, memory of of, of the of the life she lived of the life the boys wanted her to live of the life the boys know how to live you know understand and he was kind of drawing her back though she slept one time uh i think at the ferry, at the at the park where they were about to go for very rules and blah blah blah. happened so cassie i really i'm looking forward to seeing nine season two i hope She's going to go for therapy i hope she's going to you know be a better person because you know the trauma that comes with having an abortion i just hope she gets to work on her self-esteem i hope she gets to see herself as a much better person and again i was going through um some reviews on youtube and i had to go to the comment section and somebody noticed a transition of cassie's clothing i mean that was a very good observation kudos to the person i can't even remember the handler or something she wore pink when she was very little and when she was in Mickey mostly to show that she was happy she was herself she was bold and vibrant and wore blue when she had a bit of troubles and Kudos to the wardrobe department. Thank you so much for making that easy.
1: Oh God, guys, the relationship between Gia, Wu Ru, and Ru's mother. Now Gia is Rue's younger sister and only sister this relationship is perhaps the most complicated relationship in the entire series and I'm talking about this based off of the fact that each one of these characters have their own individual trauma going on with them yeah we we know or we are aware that Rue's father passed on yes and so far it has not been easy on Ru right Ru has sort of resorted to you know drug abuse and drug overuse drug addiction as well to try to um, overcome the the trauma that came with losing her dad right and in the process of this now now let's let's be realistic with this year. Rose's addiction was sort of a coping mechanism for her right and we are all allowed to have coping mechanism if we are being fair and honest but in, in a case where this coping mechanism now affects those around us, the people that we love, uh, it's not so much encouraged right and that is what happened. Rue at some point started to feel like the rest of her family kind of um, didn't like her anymore because her coping mechanisms were not doing it for them. Take for instance when Rue's sister Gia found Rue overdosed on her room floor and she thought she had died she had to call 911 i mean all that was some sort of in some ways or in many ways part of the trauma that Gia went through right jia was so young to have been through all that to have been the one to find her sister overdosed right uh, and i would say that every in every way she acted to um overcome that trauma was valid right now their mother uh would would i say their mother's parenting style was the best definitely not i mean she caged her daughters well to a large extent and i think that would be because of you know, all the things she has been through with Rue. I mean, I don't imagine any parents will find it easy to have to, you know, go through the stress of, or go through the trauma of seeing their daughter in the hospital overdosed on drugs and substances and having to go through the whole rehab process, right? And all this happening... um, after the death of her husband, uh, I, I wouldn't say it was it was easy or it was the easiest situation to have been in as a parent or as a single parent. But uh, would her would her coping mechanisms be regarded as right? I don't think they would, right? But then again, I mean the show is a is more or less a a real-life depiction of things that occur, right? and if if we're judging honestly, I think that that would be what a lot of other parents would do when caught up in situations like that. I mean, when the elder daughter starts having, you know, episodes with drugs and substances and whatnot, it is only natural for the parents to um, to become really strict with the other children, you know, to avoid what happened with the elder one happening with the younger one and, I mean, as, as coming from a country like Nigeria, for instance, yeah, we can say that, you know, this is exactly what would happen if such a thing happens. A typical Nigerian family, yeah. But then again, we can also notice that the probably the only person who loved Ru more than Ru, Ru's mother and Jia would be Jews, right? But and and then again, we can say that their relationship was that much complicated just because they wanted the best for Ru. And was was sometimes always being clouded with, um, you know, euphoria, the feeling of euphoria to see that they they wanted the best for her, and you know they just wanted her clean and away from drugs. So, I, in my opinion, <clears throat> in my opinion, I would say that this relationship is perhaps one of the most intriguing and entertaining relationship existing in the show as of this moment
0: there's no without doubt that the most exhausting and at the same time interesting and um, i don't know will i still listen for you though <laughs> actually the, that's, that's the relationship between um, Rue and and mother and it was on the whole level I mean there's no part there's no time I'm going to watch the parts where Rue's mother is screaming on Ru that I wouldn't feel the motherly pain I mean she was I don't know you know she, she she's still dealing with having to raise two kids with a deceased spouse, with no basically there was there was nobody who came around to assist and everything, and having to pick up jobs probably two to three jobs to be able to have um, and be able to handle rehabilitation fees, do a couple of tests quite often, and I still having to deal with a normal day. So I know you know. I don't know I, I i don't know whoever wrote those scenes is so very brilliant and creative let's start first with Gia's trauma childhood trauma yeah where she met uh, her her sister overdose and thought she was dead you know the trauma even having to be the one that discovered that jeez that would Put so much fear and tension and anxiety exactly, and she still loved her sister. I mean, that's that's something was just so beautiful. And because Rue knows, she realized that she's probably the bad egg in the family. She doesn't want her sister to turn out that way. She was kind of protective, but in a cute way. She wasn't being harsh i mean the part where she <laughs> where she handled the Mackay's twin brothers the one that liked jia um, rose is that she handled it pretty well and she handled it maturely, really and also jia's mother she was a protective mother yeah you know having to do with a young teenage girl in that, that went for rehab that, that was in rehabilitation you know for drug overdose and you know rule had a childhood problem of adhd and a couple of other i think bipolar So that's too much for a little to go to handle at that period of time and then growing into such diagnosis growing into such psychological problem I know it's quite a lot it's quite a lot for her to handle so i feel she did drugs to have a break from reality but then she didn't know when to stop she didn't she didn't she didn't know a limit like joe's she just kept taking it because and again probably having an overbearing mother you know it can be so exhausting and all that and Man, the all the characters played it out so well. Played it out so well. And also the last episode in the first season where Jia's mother did the storytelling. Wow. I had to watch that episode twice. I watched it first as a movie. Then I watched it the second time to actually listen to Jazz mother's write-up. You know, when she went to therapy the second time. And then it was so so she 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 really put in the motherly touch that we needed in that episode. In all episodes, in fact. Yeah, she might be a bit overbearing, but also it can be exhausting having a child who is relapsing and then having a younger a younger one, you know, support. Not that Jia actually supported Rose Miss. Miss Miss Beavers and all that. But at least she was still her sister. But at the same time, too. Well, I really hope I'm actually looking forward to um season two. I hope there's a better relationship. But then, the last thing, wish she took another snort. I don't know. I just hope they handle things better. I want to see more. This triangle or the sum of this relationship, but please, on the positive side.
2: Hello, everyone, listening to this. My name is Karen, and I will be talking about some of the main characters in Euphoria. I'll be focusing on Rue, Jules, Nate, Cass, Maddie, and Kat. So I'll be starting with uh, Cassie. First of all, I want to say she's a very nice person. I see her as a very good human being, despite the many mistakes that she has made, stupid decisions she took. I just, I honestly feel like she was a very good person. And the fact that they tried to portray her as this um, stereotypical dumb blonde. It was, well, she, she really tried Her character was trying to break out of that stereotype the way I see it. Like, she wasn't exactly the smartest person, but she wasn't stupid. I would just, I just honestly feel like she was so trusting and she was easily manipulated, which isn't her fault. Nobody should be manipulated just because they are good or they are nice, which is a really terrible thing. I mean, honestly. I don't know, there were a lot of douchebags in this, in this, how, how, how are children so vile? I mean, considering the fact that they are teenagers, how are children so vile? Anyway, I, I honestly just feel like Cassie was just, oh, um, how like I it? struggling. She was struggling to not be a stereotype. At the same time, she was struggling to not, she didn't really want to be, oh, different, and stuff she wanted to fit in with her friends with other girls but she was struggling to not be a stereotype and then she also had inferiority complex because she felt like guys never really liked her they just liked her oh cause oh she's pretty she's sexy and that's it like that's it and that thing that, that guy said to her that no guy would want to that does she really think any guy loves her for who she is it's just you know what she has to offer and that was that was just that was terrible that was a terrible thing to say to someone like that i only but other than that i see cassie as a very good person and i feel like with the right company she'd make better decisions then another person is Kat. okay uh this girl was my was i would say she was my favorite character but i really liked her i really liked i really liked the fact that she didn't stop herself from doing things she wanted to do, and I, I I also like the fact that they didn't use her for comic relief. I mean, normally when you watch a movie and there's like this fat person, they want to use the person for comic relief. Either the person is stupid, or the person just says and does funny things, or says and does things that are not related to what is being. T- discourse uh, you know stuff like that it's disgusting and i'm just i was just happy to see that this was different so something different and also she was struggling with serious inferiority complex i mean i understand i mean a lot of people who have been fat shamed and all that struggle with um, inferiority complex i understand that but it led her to make a lot of stupid decisions and at some point she just felt like she didn't really have real friends and there was no point in you know making any form of serious connection with people or whatever and the way she kept hooking up with people uh, at some point was tiring because i'm like okay girl you need to calm down because there's something called std you need to calm down but then title of the show is euphoria you know Beautiful exuberance. he wants to feel the rush of everything. So yeah, there's that. Then another person is Nate, huh. The biggest douchebags of all douchebags in this movie. I don't think I have ever seen a very a, a boy, a teenage boy, that's as wicked as this. Where do I start? Is it from the way he treated Maddie, who was his girlfriend, that he claimed he loved? Or what he did to Jews. Which is a very very vile thing by the way. But then just like the way they gave some background um, story on other characters they showed us, apparently the guy has serious daddy issues. His problem was his dad. His dad was well, I, I, I think his dad was was gay, was he? Oh no, the dad was pedophile and uh, he was having an affair with he was having affairs or he was not even having affairs he was just hooking up with kids which is very messed up anyway but yeah i think his major problem in his life was his dad i mean that is who he learned masculinity from so it's no wonder why he ended up a douchebag and um, other than that his relationship with maddie is so toxic so toxic i mean he's bound to be or he was bound to be an abusive boyfriend even though he never like hit her or anything but it's, it's either he was not shaming her or he was just pissed with her for no reason or he just like he, he would only show love and affection to her when it was convenient to him and it's not like he was even faithful anyway just a douchebag all around yes that's what he was then there is Jules now Jules was, I mean, they first showed her as this very um, confident girl. I mean, from that scene where she was riding a bicycle and Nate said something and she gave him the middle finger to so her experience in that, was that a psychiatric, was that a like rehabilitation center for kids or something, I don't know what that was, but Jules was just a free-spirited human being and it was very it was so nice to watch she was so nice to watch rather it was so nice to see her character like that i mean i thought she was just going to be another junkie in the movie or something but she wasn't although yeah yeah she she did drugs sometimes but she knew her limits other than that she was a very good friend to room. like I, I, I could understand Ru's unhealthy attachment to her because she was she was actually a very lovely human being. She was the support that Rue needed at that time and like a whole lot of other things. But she was yeah and and what needs did to her was terrible did to her it's terrible i i can't wait to see what will happen in season two how she's going to get herself out of that mess i just hope she does because what he's doing to her she does not deserve it at all then another person is maddie (sighs) one thing i like about maddie was that she made up her mind early that she didn't want to work she 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 like she made up her mind that no the soft life was for her and i actually really like that about her she knew what she wanted and she was working towards it by not working towards anything like she already knows what she wants to do and then there is her unhealthy relationship with Nate which is which is just I don't even know what to say I mean it's obvious that she believes that him being toxic is the only way he can show love or something like some twisted shit or something which I understand but um i i just i want better for her in this new season i hope she's she realizes that nate is not good for anybody in that state that he is in and i mean the douchebag state he's not good for anybody and i really want better for her I mean, she's a fine girl she's she has potential even though she doesn't want to do anything with it but like she has potential to be a good friend because she's a terrible friend she has potential to i don't know find love with a better person. So yeah, I honestly hope better for her character in the new season. Then there's Room. Hmm. Okay. Um what am I going to say about Roo? First off let's start with um one thing I didn't like about the her own story was that it didn't tell us how her depression started. They didn't show us things that that um, planted the seeds of depression in her. Let me put it that way. We all, we just know that we, her mom was struggling. Her dad was a dead. Well, her dad was deadbeat dad. Uh, then you know her sister was kind of looking up to her and all that. A lot of pressure for her to do well. For her to be good. To like be the model. of that sister and then one day she OD'd, almost died, and uh, she had to go to rehab, came back, lied about being clean, and, well, until she met Jules, and then she had the reason to want to be clean, which was good to see, and then that man that, uh, you know, saw through her the very first gathering, oh no, girl, you are not clean, and you are lying. And then she had the reason to want to be clean, Jules, which was really beautiful. I mean, their friendship, down to their relationship, the whole thing was actually just beautiful to see. And then it became some kind of codependence. Would I call it that? Because she really became dependent on Jules. Her stability was dependent on Jules' presence in her life, which was very unhealthy. Because when Jules made the decision to leave and she you know she, at first she she decided to she was like oh yeah you know i'm going with you and then she just thought about it like oh no my mom my sister this and, that. and then she was like i'm not going and joe's insisted that she was going and she left and she was broken that ending scene where she sniffed that drug really broke my heart because i was like no 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 please don't don't think don't think and then she did it was so painful i think i th- i almost cried so painful but other than that she was she wasn't the best daughter but she was a good she was a good person she was a good person she loved her mom loved her sister she was very protective of her sister she knew the life she was living was kind of shitty and she didn't want her sister to go into all that she would I and I like she seemed like the kind of person that would do anything to keep her sister away from all that and I really like the about character. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it.
1: So, guys. I know I mentioned... Jules um, being one of the wisest characters in the series. And I mean that, yeah. But another character which I... And let's not forget that... The entire Euphoria had or has one purpose as far as i am concerned or in my opinion and apart from you know entertainment and the likes that can be gotten from it it's also um an active fight against drug abuse against bullying and some other um ugly scenarios that the teenagers of this generation go through yeah so dwelling on the on the fight against drug abuse i would say that the character ali was really influential and really top-notch if, if, if i'm permitted to say that was really top-notch in the fight against drug abuse we we see we see Ru being introduced to Ali at an AA meeting yeah where she where she recorded uh the milestone i think it was 60 days or 90 days clean i'm not entirely sure i can't really remember but ali called out on her bullshit after the meeting he was bold enough to you know approach her and tell her straight to her face that he knew she was lying and he was really really um really disappointed that even as much as she knows the struggles and she knows what each person present at the AA meeting goes through to you know keep themselves clean she would still have the courage to come and lie about being clean it was at that point I knew now okay this Ali guy this guy this guy (laughs) but then again I mean it's not every day that we see um, an older individual right involved actively and you know courageously in the fight against drug abuse especially um, in the life of a character such as Ru something that no one else was bold enough to do yeah not even our own mother her mother was all strict yeah we'll we'll talk about Jules and Rue and her mother sorry talk about that but the character Ali was or is also still very relevant in the series and I think also one of my favorite characters I think that this would be a good time to actually note that each of the characters in the series have at some point a really really dark side to them right but nonetheless I really loved the, 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 the character Jules yeah Jules was at some point my favorite character because I mean um, looking at the angle where she got introduced into the series right and i'm not talking of her first appearance her first appearance was well it was wonderful it was wonderful but what really um stood her out in my opinion would be the the appearance where she got introduced to the character role. and that would be the party where we saw her grab that knife after uh, after an ugly confrontation from nate jacobs and I would, I'd would also have to like tread carefully while discussing this character because you know I do not wish to attract any backlash from the LGBT community. But he was clear, he was obvious at in the series that amongst you know the young adult characters in the series, Jules was one of the wisest and. Of the more experienced characters, and I wouldn't say it was because of her age because I think at some point uh, she noted being older than uh, Rue. Yeah, if we're using that as a benchmark, I'm not entirely sure of this, but I think the character chose was uh, she was full of life, she was courageous, she was pure, and even after her ugly scenes and her ugly episodes we still see her perform you know some of the most difficult tasks uh, in the series and, and that included you know keeping rule off drugs keeping rule clean and I would say that we can we can attribute that or we can connect that to our everyday life or, or the everyday lives of basic drug addicts here because uh, drug addicts even even with their willingness to, to stay clean, they would need some form of driving force, some form of inspiration to do that and in this series it was clear, they made it clear that this is a very important factor as we can see that despite the struggles Rue went through, it wouldn't have been possible to keep out of the drugs until Jules came along and Jules made it clear to her that look, we can't keep hanging out if you keep trying to kill yourself and for me, I think that that, that is something noteworthy and that is something you know we can learn from the character. Jules herself was involved in 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 her own triangle right uh do we see scenes where you know before her introduction to Ru, she had you know sexual relations with uh a not so young man and this is at the beginning of the series in fact and she just sort of kept it to herself because later on we we'll would notice that it is some it is like a hobby for her right and in, in mo- many ways this is also a coping mechanism because we see you know later on in the show that jules has gone through um, some form of um, assault and abuse by her father or stepfather i'm not entirely sure but i'm guessing stepfather right and and this is well before you know she transgendered right so we see her you know just for the fun of it having sexual relations with this man who at the time we were not aware but later on we got to find out that this man was actually nate jacob's dad right and we later on we end up having to see Jews make another you know really deep mistake in my opinion it, it was actually a mistake shouldn't have happened really shouldn't have happened you know the mistake of um, chatting anonymously with some strange dude who who introduced himself as shy guy one. <laughs> and shy guy happened to be nate jacobs so uh, at that point it was really unclear if nate jacobs knew that the person he was chatting with was actually jules but we're sure that jules had no idea it was nate jacobs until they they met physically okay yeah remembering it now i i would say that nate jacobs knew that he was re- he had earlier on come across the tape in which um the tape that showed that jules and his father you know had something right and in my opinion it was really devilish what he did Uh, i wouldn't even really go into the nate jacobs character i'll just say that that triangle was really 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 uncomfortable to witness (laughs) For people who are really triggered by abuse and, you know, really strong language and assault, uh, this, this, this relationship would be quite toxic to you if, if you watch this series or when you watch this series. Because, in my opinion, Nate Jacobs was also adopting a coping mechanism that wasn't really really encouraging to see, right? because Nejekazu has also gone through his fair share of uh i don't even know how to describe what he went through but i wouldn't say it was the easiest relationship with his father you know having to stumble upon his father's sex tapes from um, at a very young age sex tapes of his father you know indulging in really strange acts of sex i mean wasn't bdsm and yet it was somehow bdsm so i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't want to imagine what he would have gone through having to process such videos in his really small young head right but how he went about coping with this you know this discovery was what in the end messed him up as a young adult so we see him you know blackmailing jews and forcing her into not reporting his dad or not exposing his dad uh which she originally had no intentions of doing right so in my opinion that was just really careless of him and unnecessary but yeah that triangle right there if you know if he wasn't really taken care of earlier on in the the series it, it would have you know gone on to be probably an explosive you know relationship between those three Jules, Nate and Nate's father
0: okay so Jules is a very interesting character in the whole series I mean she has so much positive vibes she has so much graceful aura around that that's very much you know contagious i mean she's just a very free-spirited naive not really naive but at the same time she has just a little bit of naivety in her that makes you feel like she's just so you know cute <laughs> i like the way she's so nice she's positive thinking yeah, she has her own baggage of problems, family issues, and also having to do with drugs once in a while. When she's going on a one night stand, whatever, escape it, yeah. I feel she's too naive to be too believing. She believes people easily. I mean, why would somebody chat me off some dating app and I'm going to the person, I'm going to visit the person in a motel such an older really. There are public places to meet and well but excuse me, I guess she has her reasons. Um she she's such a wonderful person and I feel I feel so sad that she had to go through what she went through. I mean she was put in a triangle she needs and needs that I don't know how to I don't know if she knew she was going to meet needs that it happened to the first episode now not the fact that it needs that now the fact that it's an older person i don't know chatting with such person on social media or whatever dating up or anything and going to meet them up in some place well she's so daring yes she's so daring she's so daring she has this high spirit free spirit positive horror and grace that she feels she can do anything and nobody's going to stop her i really like that because she had such a positive impact on brew which we'll be talking about later and um i felt so bad but not really bad about our relationship with nate i mean just trusting somebody off the net even won that a couple of times about this texting and which Graduated to 16 and then having to, you know, share nudes. Oh, God, that's that's kind of very bad. And also, I feel Nate chatted up anonymously because it was just scared of her. I mean, she's somebody that poses a challenge, is masculinity, and he actually doesn't want that, you know, based on the type of person he is, who has. who likes to be dominant and possesses some over masculinity, horror, or strength. If you should be able to get anybody whenever I want, wherever I want, however I want them. Yes, Jules is not his type of person. But because she was too daring and so frustrated that she has an impact on almost everybody, she poses a challenge to him being dominant. She's the type of girl it could you I don't think would ever dream of getting her. but she was a threat. And funniest thing I feel with Nate was just being childish by using another against her. Though that is what some teenagers you know have to go through which is very sad. But anyways, 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 the triangle of Jules Nate and Nate's dad really Oh I mean how would she really she, she she she's so strong because how did she even you know cope in school when Nate's dad especially in this scenario where where were they I think they were in the break room she was with Rue painting and then Nate and Nate's dad walked right through the all. I was like Oh my god this girl should say something i felt i really felt she needed to say something against against Nate's dad even the fact that there were police officers around i mean she is an underage and means is just the whole character on his, on his own he's just he was he was just so i don't know irritating in the whole of the i don't know i just didn't like him for the fact that he he caused a, a childhood trauma to his son his sons, yes, his sons, Nate and his elder elder brother. The fact that he wasn't man enough in his family to be able to deal with stuff, and the and also the fact that he even had this um, what's the name? weird sexual interest lying around that Nate could easily find it. Even uh, even we all, even though we all know the fact that Nate. Was As a child, being able to figure out is that secret sexual fantasy, yeah, secret sexual fantasy that ruined his childhood and really gave him a foresight or gave him an idea on what loving should be, on what, on how to treat a woman and a woman rather. And also saw how his mother was being so, you know, timid in the home and all that. That just The perception and also affected his relationship with Maggie. So that triangle, there, I hope it gets revolved in season two. And the part where Rue at, and sorry, Jules has to prove to Rue that the man she had the one I stand just the day before she made Rue, or just about the time she met Rue, was that man That was some tensioned. That was some tensioned moment there. Man, I was like, what the fuck is gonna happen? I mean, oh, so. anyways, I love Jules. And I still don't think Nate is a very much fucked up character though. No. He had his issues just like every other person. It's just that we got to see is the effect of his issue had more impact on quite a number of people. he had an impact on Mikkei, on Cassie by exposing their nudes, had an effect on Mikkei by telling him not to date Cassie and tried to badmouth her, had an effect on Jews by He saw as a threat and used her nude to blackmail her, had an effect on Maddie, you know, being a toxic boyfriend and all that. Had an effect on Rue. Where he at the last the 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 scene at the party, just before they left the party, where she told him she knows what he has done for what he has done to Rue and it wasn't going to she wasn't going to allow him hurt her. You understand? I don't know, she even just had so many problems. I really wish they went through therapy. Oh I just want to see everybody better, really. I just want to see them cope better. And then there is Maddie, a beautiful cheerleader. That happens to be the love of nate's life because he's such a pretty little thing a virgin so to say but yes i like that scene i'm sorry i like that character in the movie she played it pretty well being you know being naive and and all that you know being able to capture nate though they add um, an unhealthy relationship, basically a toxic relationship, going on because um, the fact that, because of the fact that, he was able to protect her and show in his own not so elderly way that he loves her, she felt that was the best. That was the best form of loving, and we can find that out from the moment when. She confronted her mom about the relationship she had with her dad who was going to basically write him about and all that. When Nate was arrested for molesting her. Well, it's typic- it's typical to figure out that the relationship was never going to end on a good note. Because Nate's had that issues were going out. He only liked his dad because he felt everything his dad did was seemingly perfect. I don't think he really had another um, manly figure that he could look up to to compare the world he has at home. He learned of masculinity from his dad and was so dominant and all that. And Maddie on the other hand just needed somebody who was more like a protector. She needed somebody who was going to feel in for not having a really active father. You know figo or oh, somebody who's going to really play the father role in her life and all that and nate on the other hand as her qualities, i mean is tall he has this built body that shows us he's going to be pr- protective he's going to defend her he's also going to love her and really he, it's, it's not a very though It's going to end well because of the toxic relationship and even though she saw every 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 signal or every red flag she just wanted to she ignored it on purpose because she didn't want her idea of this perfect love being tainted and all that even that was even when she saw the dick pictures in his phone and she thought probably it was gay or bye and all that. So, I don't know. I really hope I'm looking forward to the second series, the second season rather. I hope she doesn't allow, I hope she doesn't help Nate escape. I hope she allows Nate to get the help she wants, help, help he deserves. And I also really hope she gets the help she needs also. And also, she wasn't really a good person like that because uh, to her friends, I mean, because of you know the way she spoke to Kat a couple of times that strained their relationships and all that. But then, Kat is a very good person, though she had lots of esteem issues. I mean, that the random stuff that makes her feel like she's a that makes her feel I don't know confident exactly confident I started she did a couple of mistakes having blue night stand opening a X-rated sites spawn sites they they paid the bills but I mean that, that doesn't mean it's right so yeah I guess I'm gonna wrap it up here thank you for listening I really should have done. I really, sorry, I really should have released this podcast earlier, but, man, procrastination is going to be the end of me. I'm really working on that. So, thank you to Do Now. Thank you to Karen. Thank you for making this episode a success. I really, really do appreciate you. I'm looking forward to my combina- co- combination, definitely not combination, No collaboration with you. <laughs> happy new year this is 2022 let's make it fear. i mean let's secure the bag you know what i mean you know now, i mean <laughs> oh i'm sorry you know what i'll be taking up my time tiktok i mean it's so addictive you have to keep scrolling and scrolling so do not forget season two Euphoria will be released officially january night you want the review drop a comment i'll be asking a question join that be growing one family one love community and we will be here at your service happy new year love and light